Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. Lisa Lanier is our official attorney of this program. She's on every week at this time for Lawyer Up. And she's with us. We should ask you, Lisa. I'm going to put it out there now. We're just talking about this Brittany Griner trade. If you're the president, do you make this trade? A lot of people are saying that we should have held out to get the Marine back. What are your thoughts? Well, I certainly would have liked to have seen. I think it feels like a kind of an imbalance uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, this terrible merchant of death, you know, was traded for just this one person. I would have rather seen Waylon come in the trade. I I don't know if Biden, you know, I think that the Russians really upped the ante Mm -hmm. when they moved Griner to that labor camp because people a lot of times don't survive those labor camps. So they're very hard, uh, terrible conditions, disease, cold, damp, you know, and hard labor. And, um, I think that that really, uh, and, you know, just being so high profile, because there are so many times that this happens. And it's not like a prisoner swap is new. It goes back decades and decades. But I would have really, a perfect situation would have been to hold out to get two for this terrible, terrible villainous person that was traded. But, you know, I don't don't know what they knew about. I think once the labor camp thing happened, it just really scared everybody. He's taking a bow. That was his take. He just went in. If you're watching on camera, you saw him bow as best he can. I thought it was a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies. Should we check on him? I also want to bring forth what I thought Chris did made a good point. This man is called the Merchant of Death. He was called Big Pussy as he could have been in a Sopranos. Or Louis the Then it's no big. People are like, oh, yeah, so what? All right, trade him. That's fine. Get rid of him. Named him. Merchant of Death. We name him or they name him? That's the problem right there. I'm I'm with you. Yes. So do you think we'll ever get Waylon back? Have we given away our biggest bargaining chip, Lisa? Well, it certainly was a a big one. And I don't know that there's, you know, but I'm sure they have others. And that's what, you know, in fact, I know they do. There's a whole list. So, you know, they'll have to, those go to the next one. They're just trying to make sure they just get, you know, one for one time, I guess. I, I wish... I mean, it's such a hard position. That's why being the president would be so difficult. He, if he hadn't done that today, people are like, oh, my God, you could have gotten an American back who's in a hard labor camp in Russia and you didn't do it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's Right. And then, and then, God forbid, like she gets sick and dies or right. something. And then, right. Yeah. It's such an impossible decision. There's a, a story today, too. We all talked about this when it happened. Taylor Swift, of course, has a concert coming up. But the day the concert went on sale, the tickets went on sale. Ticketmaster basically crashed, and a lot of people were so upset because they didn't get tickets to the show, even though they had an access code, which seemed to say, okay, you will at least get a shot at these tickets and get very close to them. One lawyer is saying, we're suing now because Ticketmaster knew darn well what they were doing, and that wasn't right. Ooh, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Apologies, that's not the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the naked man? I think I drink with that lawyer. I don't know exactly who that is. <laughs> it's not the merchant of death, is it? We have <laughs> wriggled his way into the show. We have hey, a, a, I'm not sure who that is. Has there been some mislabeling? Well, it, it, I'll just we have a new system in yeah. here. What that says is lawyer sues ticketmaster. It sounds a little glitchy. What you're hearing is Ooh, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Hi, <laughs> so we don't know exactly what that is. You're sure that's not the CEO of Ticketmaster? Uh, <laughs> I think it is. Could have been. I don't know how that happens. I'm not sure either. Uh, we have another here. 
that says lawyer sues Ticketmaster. Let's, let's see if that's it. <laughs> no, it's a little girl trying ranch dressing. It's a little girl trying ranch dressing for the first time. How odd. How strange. That's our system. That's what we work with here. Well, adds to the show. Would you like to hear Camila Cabello? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Moyes? Or is it something Maybe. else? Let's see. I'll be home for Christmas. Lisa, that's illegal to say it like that, isn't it? <laughs> There's some sort of code law on that. (laughs) Okay, we do not have we do not have the lawyer speaking as I thought we would, but they are suing Ticketmaster because they say they knew they were selling like 25 million tickets when really only two million seats were there, and it they knew darn well people were going to get in there and be frustrated. So, is there a lawsuit here against Ticketmaster that can be won? Yeah, there is, and and I think that this may be sort of the beginning of the end for Ticketmaster because there's already been a movement to uh, investigate whether there's an unfair monopoly here since the Live Nation merger. Um, They basically dominate and control uh, without, you know, without contest, Mm -hmm. the whole concert ticket sales market. And like here, you know, they, uh, they basically also, they have the primary market, but then they have the largest stake in the secondary scalping market. And so what they're, what's happening is, you have, you know, you go online, you do all this, jump through all these hoops to get these codes and be a registered fan and all that. And then you get on and you wait for hours and you can't get a ticket because these bots are buying up all the tickets for scalpers. Mm-hmm. But that's really, those are all essentially in the pocket of Ticketmaster. So they're like sitting there kind of going, oh, gee, I'm sorry, the bots got all the tickets. Cha-ching, we make more money off that. Huh. You know, so because um, they're, they're getting money on both sales. They're getting money on the primary sale and on the secondary market sale. Ooh, now that's so, a part I didn't know. I didn't realize yeah, that the yeah. secondary so market was in the pocket of Ticketmaster. Is that StubHub that they own part of? Yeah, they all that. Yeah, they have more than one of those that they own. Because they're, I mean, so it's so the problem is that you know that's an antitrust potentially an antitrust violation, and that's what this lawsuit is alleging. It's alleging fraud, antitrust violations, monopoly, and there's also all over like different attorney generals, including North Carolina, are investigating for those same kinds of issues. There's a call for a federal investigation. So I think you may see this this bust up. You know, they may bust them up um, because it's an unfair monopoly. So I think it's the bigger problem is that, not this particular lawsuit, because there's a finite number of, you know, although this is expensive. I mean, there's potentially a civil penalty of $2,500 per ticket purchaser. And you think about how that adds up with all these millions of people that they sold them to. And a lot of these people waited, did all that. Then they took the money out of their account, but then said, oh, sorry, you timed out. You didn't get any tickets. But the money was taken from their account. Now, they say that most of them, the money was restored, but some people had a harder time than others. So it was a big mess. It's, but it's the horrible. bigger problem is the monopoly. That's, I wonder what would take its place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you do? With, will there be? What's the next step? Will there be six of them that competing against each other? Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll force a sell-off of, you know, so then you'll have maybe back to sort of like separate live nations, separate two. So you'll have different options for ticket purchases and different. And so artists, like you remember when Pearl Jam years ago tried unsuccessfully to rebel against Ticketmaster, and uh, it just, you know, it was total flop. I mean, you just so now hopefully if they break up, this huge monopoly, then there'll be other options for artists to sell their tickets through. They don't have to go through Ticketmaster and under their onerous rules. Mm-hmm. You're going to love this, Kelly. Yeah. It's time for Ticketron. Oh, I love Ticketron. Bring them back. That's the mm-hmm. one I used Ticketron. to. I used yeah. to always go to Ticketron. That's right. Mm-hmm. You had a comment, Biggie. Yes, there's been some things going around the internet where it says um, Pearl Jam did try to warn all of us mm-hmm. about Ticketmaster. And one of the best comments I've ever seen on the internet said, 
the problem was no one could understand Eddie better. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. He did the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is another. That's a pretty big deal. I was not expecting you to say this no, could be either. the beginning of the end for Ticketmaster. That was a big deal. The uh, Is this the beginning of the end of TGI Friday's mozzarella sticks? A story that is God. close to my heart now. Uh, TGI Friday's is being sued by a group of consumers who says your mozzarella sticks contain absolutely zero mozzarella cheese. That's cheddar cheese in there, not mozzarella. Oh, so is okay. is this a lawsuit <laughs> that will go forward, Lisa? What are your thoughts? It is going forward. So the judge already heard several motions to dismiss. TGI Fridays was dismissed because they don't actually make these mozzarella sticks. They're merely in a licensing agreement to use their name. So they're out of it. <laughs> Dave's doing the not on my one. Not no. He's, look, we paid somebody to make those okay, sticks. For those us. are not our mozzarella. They just slapped our label on it. <laughs> it's not our breading. Not our their cheese. Name on there. Not We're, their not their cheese stick. But the the people who actually manufacture them, the judge has said that that lawsuit should go forward, and that means that the judge felt like the plaintiffs stated a case on their pleadings, mm-hmm. and so that usually doesn't bode so well in these cases. And I think. So the way the the consumer protection laws have kind of boiled down is that if you have, because they do say in fine print on the back, there's zero mozzarella cheese mm-hmm. in here. <laughs> but the giant, the giant print on the front says mozzarella. Mm-hmm. So what the courts have said is that you can you have to take the packaging in its totality, but where one is really prominent and you may not even look at the other one, they may come down on the side of the consumer here because it is. I think you do expect your mozzarella cheese sticks to at least have some mozzarella cheese in them. It says it on the front. It's really quite a, a big middle finger. There. It really yeah. is. I mean, it's like, take this. I mean, they're shaking it in front of them. Mm-hmm. They're like, look at this, and it's shaking. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's true. You join your mozzarella, you idiots. <laughs> Dumbo, you didn't read the back of the box. <laughs> but there have been some times where people have brought lawsuits like this, where you've said the the business is right, the food item is the right. The Pop Tart. The Pop Tart is one, yeah. for example, that doesn't have any. There's apple. no. There's no apple in there. Or strawberry. Or strawberry yeah. Pop Tart. Right. Right. There's uh, there's very little strawberry in it. I think, but there was some, and I think so. That's where you know, the, like we talked about before, the pendulum is starting to swing mm-hmm. more in favor. But I think here where the product is just about mozzarella cheese and they put it yeah. and they, they could still win on the, the fact that they do disclaim it in tiny print on the back. <laughs> but I think you have a bigger problem here yeah. uh, because that's all this is. is you know, it's not like yeah. a flavoring to an item. A Pop-Tart can be chocolate. It can be cinnamon. It can be blueberry. Right. And that's a flavoring. Mm. And flavoring can come in a million different ways. But this is talking about that it is fried mozzarella cheese, which it is not. Lisa. I guess there's not a big... I guess there's not a big market for fried breaded cheddar cheese. I guess not. Let's call it cheddar sticks. You know, I mean, but who would have thought? I mean, do you think any do you think anyone bought them and thought to themselves, "Hey, this is cheddar"? I mean, how did how was this discovered? But cheddar is different than mozzarella. Very different. It's, very, it's it is a much sharper cheddar, cheddese. Cheddar is not stringy. It's a sharper no, it cheese. No, it doesn't melt. The same. It doesn't yeah. melt. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually I've bought these for my kids before, and I, my guess is that the, the cheddar holds up better in the toaster oven. Would be my guess. And that's why they use yeah. it. But but there are mozzarella sticks with mozzarella cheese in are them. There. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Look, well, read the back. Maybe not. 